I honestly feel like I just talked to you, but here we are back again for another episode of Jack and Soph. Uh, Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, If you're listening for the first time, welcome to our podcast. We are two sportscasters, one in New York, one in Toronto. That's me. And we're friends most of the time. (laughs) We're friends most of the time. Uh, We are Jack and Soph. Soph, how how was your weekend? Uh, oh, do I really want to get into my weekend? It was okay. I worked, had some fam drama, so I'm going to leave that out. But no, I I mean, it was good. It was good. I worked. Like, I work every weekend. It's so lame. Oh, wait, no. I celebrated my birthday extra late. But you know my, our pals, uh, Will and Memi and Jessica, they came over. Yes. After I worked on Friday, we had pizza. We played fun games. We had a lot of wine, a lot of beers and uh and then watched game six and it was I was just like a really that's what I want to do for my birthday I do not want to go to bars do not I mean bars maybe clubs no anyway pajamas I'm not a big I will say like I respect the like subtle birthday celebration I'm not one of these people that celebrates their birthday for three days or a week or multiple weekends um why like other people have birthdays like one night that's what you get correct and you stick with that exactly but I'm glad you had a good birthday celebration um sad I couldn't be a part of it I had my parents in New York so I played tour guide slash host for a little while my mom's actually standing about 10 feet away from me in silence right now so I can record this podcast but she's got a glass of wine and some cheese so I think she's good (laughs) but uh I took my parents to see Pretty Woman obviously based off of the Julia Roberts Richard Gere movie Mm -hmm. for anyone that might be really young and not know what that movie is it's a classic but yeah I took them to to see that on Broadway it was good yeah okay so I was just thinking what are what's the music in Pretty Woman other than Pretty Woman Ooh. so this is the best part so the music for the musical was all written by Brian Adams (gasps) what up Canada yeah Yeah, what up Canada woo woo um but the, the only disappointing thing is that the song Pretty Woman, you know, Pretty Woman mm-hmm. walking down the street. That song is not in the musical. Because <gasps> it's none not of the original or music. Or is. They just probably, yeah, probably some license. I would stuff. assume probably. I think that's the one song that they would have used if they could. But everything is written by Brian Adams. So I loved it. But I feel like admitting that I took my parents to see Pretty Woman. There will be people listening to this that are like, wait, you took your parents to see a musical about a adult escort like what I know I know but I mean it's such a classic that it's not like they shouldn't obviously they weren't shocked about the storyline right yeah well my parents have seen the movie before and may have let me watch it at a younger age than most people would say is appropriate okay that that was what I was gonna say was that my introduction to Pretty Woman I was babysitting and back then there was no Netflix and the kids were in bed and I went through like the um the parents, you know, DVD or whatever. It was like VHS collection. And it was like Pretty Woman and something else. And there was like a girl on the front. I was maybe like eight. And I was like, or maybe I didn't, I guess 10. And I You was, were babysitting at eight? I didn't know. You know what? That's a little young. But I'm telling you, I was like 10 or 11 when I started. And it was like uh, family friends. So anyway, babysitting and I put it on. And then there were all the sex scenes going on. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I was like, what is this movie? I was like this little kid. Didn't like it. 
at the time. It, you know it what? I me. was I was young when I watched it, but in fairness, I my parents told me I would just rewind the part where she goes shopping on a shopping spree <laughs> and watch it over and over, which is the part where they play Pretty Woman. Apparently, I just watched that montage like over and over again. Aww. So no wonder I have expensive taste in clothing. So I blame Pretty Woman. I think you have something to rub in because uh, you last week you're like, I don't know if I'm dreaming. I don't know if this actually happened, but it did happen. Tell us about it. Okay, it did happen. Last week, I thought I might have dreamt up somebody texting me an article um, of a simulation saying the Raptors were going to win it all this year mm-hmm. in the NBA, go all the way to the final and win it. And I, we couldn't, we, ha- we put Sarah on the case. She couldn't find the article, <laughs> but one of our listeners actually located the article and sent it to us. I believe it was Bill Feeney. Thank you for sending us the link. I was right, as I usually am. As I usually am. And no uh, it's interesting, actually, Soph, because just today, Monday, mm-hmm. um, Sports Illustrated released their first edition of the Power Rankings for the season, and they had the Raptors at number one. Okay, but this leads to the question, what do you feel or how do you feel about Power Rankings? Because I don't like them. I mean, pow- wait, we're talking mean? about... Wait, 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 pause. When we're talking about Power Rankings, we're talking about just assessment of the team or we're talking about yeah we're not talking about predictions of how far they're gonna go right no we're talking about so power rankings week to week are based on there's at least some people debate about the philosophy of power rankings in my opinion power rankings should be based on Mm -hmm. how the team has performed thus far Mm -hmm. so one week into the season what would your power rankings be Mm -hmm. and sports illustrated had the raptors at number one and actually the writer Um, made a note saying he had the Raptors at number two, but then just kept thinking about the game the Raptors played without Kawhi Leonard Mm -hmm. and how they should have lost. It was the second half of a back-to-back, and without their superstar, they still managed to get a win, and that was enough for him to put them in the top spot. So good start for the Raptors. Happy for Toronto Raptors fans. Um, They look pretty good, man. Yes, they do look great. And a good point about Kawhi being out, giving him a rest, and then still managing that win. Not only did they come off of a win versus Boston, but that's the thing. The second game was after a pretty intense game versus the Boston Celtics, which we know there was a ton of hype. Question for you is what Kyle Lowry does still as his pregame ritual, which is a – Invisible, I guess, with a ghost. Uh, the ghost being DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> the ghost of DeMar DeRozan. The ghost DeRozan. of DeMar DeRozan, the pregame, like handshaker or whatever they had going on before DeMar was there. He's still doing it ahead of games. I have my own opinion about it. I'm going to lob it to you first. Do you like that? I am totally 100% okay with it. Eh. Because. Okay. Be- what was that? Was that your buzzer? That was my was buzzer, buzzer, but I didn't want to make it too long. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I have no problem with it. I think they were super tight. I think that that's part of his pregame ritual. And as we know, athletes are very, very routine oriented. A lot of them are superstitious. And if that's how he gets ready for a game and that's part of it and he wants to keep doing it, he's not hurting anybody. I think it's fine. Okay. I think it's fine. I completely disagree. I think it would have been cool. Shocker. Game one, home <laughs> opener. Yes, go DeMar DeRozan. We get, I mean, we know, first game without him um, since since the summer. Next time you play DeMar, hug it out, do fun stories on social media, whatever you want to do. But I think it is actually 
something that can could have been done once and he's got to stop it because guess what? You cannot live in the past. Damar is no longer on your team, no matter how you feel about it. And I know obviously that you're sad. It sucks, but it's over. You've got to embrace a, your new teammate, Kawhi Leonard and start something cool with him. If you got, you can't force a bromance, but start something up. There are other people on the team too, that you play with. I don't know if you know that uh, Kyle Lowry, but it's but disrespectful to your teammates to keep doing that. I don't, that th- but here's the, the thing. The I don't think, I don't think it's, it's, I don't, think it's Kyle Lowry trying to be disrespectful to anybody I think that that is something that's important to him it's a part of how he gets ready for the game it's a part of how he honors his friend but I don't think that that means he's insulting anybody else so but isn't it a bit like I, I like know. let's say you worked with a co-worker and they were gone and you did a nice um you know shout out to them a couple collages on your show but if every time you had a show you were like oh I really miss so and so and I know it's not like a huge thing he's doing it to himself but you know he, he knows cameras are catching it every single time for the rest of the season of your show you're doing that like honoring someone in the past it's like hey man what about your new teammates what about your new people that maybe are here? he's not Maybe he's not living in the past. Maybe he's just honoring his friendship. And that's kind of how he's choosing to deal with it. Maybe he needs to do that to feel okay with everything else that's going on. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I just don't really have a problem with it. I don't, honestly, I don't think he'll do it for the whole season, but... Who knows? We'll see. I, I I don't have a problem with it yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean, listen, if if uh, Kyle Lowry was in front of me, do you think I'd be like, yo, man, stop doing that thing. It's disrespectful. No, I wouldn't have the guts to ever say that. But I'm just, if we're taking, you know, playing devil. Also, you know what? What, what I will say is that I bet you – Kyle Lowry because I don't know him personally but I've interviewed him a couple times and the sense I get from him is that he is an extremely competitive individual Mm -hmm. and I would imagine I don't know this but I would imagine that before he did that it's something that he probably talked to the team about or even maybe talked to Kawhi Leonard about like listen I'm gonna do this it's not about you it's just that's my brother that's my boy and I just need to do it for whatever reason. I bet you I bet you he didn't just do it. You know what I should have done? But I don't know. I should have looked up DeMar DeRozan uh, or looked into some footage of him ahead of his games to see if he was doing the same thing. But I didn't, so I don't know. If, yo, if how, yo, how sick is Kawhi Leonard, though? Yo, amazing. <laughs> amazing. But Raptors so just need to keep him for longer than this season. And otherwise, I mean, if they go far with him, if they make it to the final, because that is the goal of the Toronto Raptors, obviously a championship, but let's say the final Eastern Conference or the um, the NBA finals, the goal, then great. Then he he came to do what he was here for. But if it doesn't happen and he leaves, then whoops, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, things can change really quick depending on what goes down. But I'm, I I feel like Kawhi Leonard is starting to, at least for this season while he's there, embrace where he's at and embrace, embrace the team. Uh, the Lakers yeah. and Rockets not embracing each other. No. At all. We have to talk about this fight. First of all, before we get into the nitty gritty of this, it is hilarious to me. Okay, first of all, I don't condone fighting okay. or spitting in anyone's face. Yeah. Obviously. But I'm going to put that disclaimer out there so the Twitter police don't attack me. Okay. But I think it's hilarious that this on-court brawl happens. Then there's reports that apparently the wives and girlfriends of the players involved also got into it in the stands. 
And the kicker, the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers was sitting courtside and gave the finger, I believe, to Chris Paul. I'm not sure Anthony which player. Kiedis? And was, yes, and was yelling profanities and got removed from the game. Whoa, I did not hear that. That is really bizarre and hilarious. It's incredible is what it but is. But you know what? Here's the thing. I did the highlights of that brawl on the weekend in the morning. And then obviously, as you do in our in our um, newsroom, we were gathering around debating it and we we're like, that wasn't a brawl. Like it was a scuffle and there was ejections. But it's just so funny when I think of brawls, how when I when I first was like, oh, I can't wait to see it when I'd heard about it. I was like, oh, that was pretty small. Right. But you know what? In the in the NBA, by NBA standards, yes. like that's a pretty big fight. blow up. Yeah. In hockey, that would be considered tame. But in basketball, that's that's a decent sized kerfuffle, uh, if you will. What I will say about it. And again, I don't condone violence or like, I think spitting in someone's face is so disrespectful. I have it's something like the worst to say about spitting, do. but you go first. But what I will say is I like that I at least am seeing in multiple games to start the NBA season. Yes. Some serious competitive edge and passion because I'm one of those old school people that's like, don't be all chummy chum, bro, bro, like between the whistles or in baseball, like when you're standing on first and you're like, oh yeah, hey man, how's it yeah, going? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. like, no, like those are your enemies. You're supposed to be worried about winning. These are like, you know, I want it to be like back in the day where even if athletes were friends of each other, you never had any idea because they were so lethal and competitive on the court or on the field. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to at least be seeing that. I definitely agree with the competitiveness for sure. This early on into the season, the Western Conference is going to be awesome, especially with LeBron now being on the Lakers and him trying to corral that young team to follow in his ways and get a win. Uh, but here's how I feel about spitting. Rajon Rondo, <laughs> cool. You got a suspension. You got a fine probably. I think he's got a fine. This is what needs to happen when anybody spits in somebody else's face. You come back, your first game back, you sit down in the chair of shame and everyone on the other team gets to spit in your face. And that's your penalty because that is the most disgusting thing you could do. The licking, the spitting, the saliva fluid coming out of your mouth into someone else's nose, eyes, and face Everyone gets to spit it's in your disgusting. face and you wear a dunce cap on and you whatever. I mean, should I say that? I don't know. Should we edit that out? Whatever. You have like a spotlight on you and people spit in your face and you'll never do it again. Gross. Yeah. Disgusting. Just like I like when Brad Marchand licked dude's face last year in the playoffs. That was disgusting. I, I made the argument that that was the equivalent to spitting in someone's face yeah. because it is. It's, and everyone's it's, like, it's not the same. I'm like, it is exactly no, the same. No, in spitting, you're just farther. <gasps> in terrible. that one, you're closer, yeah. which is even more disgusting. Um, Ugh, you want to talk about. So gross. You wanted to talk about the Kings, the LA okay. Kings. Well, here's the thing. So we're talking about this brawl in basketball and seeing all the passion, see the competitive spirit and stuff. And obviously Chris Paul and Rondo, they have their own history anyways. But in the NHL, season just started a couple weeks in here. The LA Kings dropped four games in a row. Their GM, Rob Blake, and the rest of the team had a closed door meeting. Their coach, Stevens, basically said in his media scrum to the media the conversation was basically about effort or lack thereof and playing unengaged hockey and not really, it came across like he was saying the team wasn't trying essentially. The Kings have only played eight games. Okay. Do you think it's too early 
to go into the room, have the GM in there also, and have this huge chat this early. We talked about way too early to celebrate and way too early to panic slightly in the last episode or two episodes ago or whatever. And I definitely think it's early into the season, but I don't think so. I think it is obviously the at the discretion of the GM. And if he's not happy, and obviously they know more internally what's going on in the dressing rooms, I don't think it's too early. And it reminds me of, however, I'll check myself. I think it was December when it happened. But how early into the season, or I guess a, a, a couple of months in, they fired their head coach, the LA Kings, and then snuck in as the eighth seed and then pretty much swept everyone in the playoffs and won the Stanley Cup. But they were crap. And then they made that drastic call. And some people were like, oh, okay, what the hell? And then a uh, new coach made it, won the Stanley Cup. So uh, that was an interesting case. In this case, like you said, what, eight games in? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, they haven't hit no, 10. I'll I'm tell cool you that. with it. Like, that, do what you got to do. Like, it's just a talk. It's not like, you know, they're tr- blowing up the team. So, no, I, I like it. What you know what's, you? you know what's crazy? What? I'm going to agree with you. Oh, crap. Um, we don't have And here's it. why. Here's why I agree. It's not necessarily that they lost four games in a row. I don't care. I, I shouldn't say I don't care. If I was them, I would care. But they lost four games in a row. To me, it's not that they lost four games in a row. It's how they lost. Like they lose 5-1 to the Leafs. Then they follow that up with, I think it was a 7-2 loss to the New York Islanders Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and get embarrassed by a team that, let's be honest, isn't supposed to be that good this year. Mm -hmm. And most teams, when they get blown out or they get really beat badly that way a la you know the Boston Bruins in their in their uh season opener or when the Washington Capitals got shut out by the Devils like six nothing or whatever it was those teams came back with a vengeance in the next game yeah the LA Kings get smacked around by the Islanders 7-2 then on Saturday they lose to the Buffalo Sabres 5-1 yeah like don't even show up And you just got embarrassed a couple days ago. Yes. So I think that's where the coach and the GM are coming from. Like, you guys just got embarrassed and you don't even... Actually, Steven said this. He said, that's what shocked me. He's like, I don't have an explanation for this. I thought they were going to come out basically guns blazing Mm -hmm. to redeem themselves from the last game. And that's not what happened. So... And like... Kings better... Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, it's like we always say... Every year, it's a cliche, but it's so true. You can't win the Stanley Cup in October, but you can lose it. Yeah, no, it's it's so true. And if the if he if they feel like they need a talking to, then like I said, wh- you're entitled to do that. Take the elevator down to the dressing room and close the door. It's not like it was a um, huge effort or they're like making crazy moves. It's a talking to. Let's see what happens if they turn it around. Now, on this on this note, is it too early to celebrate the? Odd starts, and I'm going to say odd because the Ottawa Senators and Montreal Canadiens are not supposed to be as good as they've been. Four, one, and hey, two. Hey, don't forget, don't forget yeah. the Carolina Hurricanes. First in the Metro, they've lost a couple games now, but still. Oh, I thought you were going to say don't forget because I'm pissed at our own selves for how bad we are. Not even mentioning it. we have Brennan Gallagher on the show later. We didn't even say that. Oh, yes, we losers. didn't say it off the top. I thought you were going to. That's say okay. That. We got It'll Brennan. be, oh, oh, point your finger at me already. Jeez, <laughs> throw me under the bus right in front of the whole world. Um, but no, no. I, mean, I okay, didn't say so anything either, but either you're going to say, don't forget. Here's the thing. The, yeah, what? It'll be in the tweet. It's fine. So <laughs> here's the thing. 
there's the Kings off to a bit of a rough start, right? But on the flip side, you have teams, as you mentioned, like the Sens, like the Habs, like the Hurricanes, like the Buffalo Sabres, actually, that have looked a lot better than people thought. The Montreal Canadiens were like, no one was really expecting much from them, but they've been very good. And a big reason a team like the Montreal Canadiens has gotten off to this surprisingly good start is because of Brendan Gallagher on that line with Thomas Tatar. They're doing very, very well. And Galley actually agreed to come on the show and hang out with us, Woo-hoo. even though he has dinner plans tonight. So a uh, big shout out for him. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Okay, and joining us now is Brendan Gallagher of the Montreal Canadiens. I can only say that as French as I try. But um, when we first asked Brendan to be on the show, his response, and I quote, was, well, I'm looking at my Yahoo Fantasy team every day, so I might as well come on the show and brag about it a little bit. So, Brendan, the floor is yours. How is your fantasy football team doing? Oh, God. She interviewed me three weeks ago. Uh, I've been falling apart. My team's collapsing. You sound <laughs> I rattled. I made, I made some very, very poor trades, and I've lost three in a row. So I'm four and three right now. Oh, no. Who did you trade? What was your bad trade? Uh, I've made so many. Um, <laughs> I've made about five trades. The team I drafted, I, I have no players left from that team. So, what? Uh, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook can come back and play any day now. That would be that would be nice. You know what? I agree because I have Dalvin Cook on my team. Also, wait, wait, wait. Uh, if you were you lost three in a row and now you're four and three, so you were four and oh. Why the hell did you make so many trades? You know the saying: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. What were you thinking? Uh, well, it's easy to look back and say that. <laughs> I take an aggressive managerial position. I was trying to make it better. I thought uh, I thought my my bench was a little bit better than they were. Uh, they weren't, and I've made some mistakes. But we're probably make a few more trades and uh, try and get back to winning. I like. Uh, I appreciate your honesty. Um, in your f- fantasy football experience, do you have a little bit more appreciation now for what general managers in the NHL do? Uh, well, I've learned that I should never be one. Um, <laughs> every, every every player on my team will be asking for a no trade clause. Um, but other than that, I've I've enjoyed it. It's pretty fun. Uh, I get really upset when my players don't perform, which is mostly most of the time. But other than that, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's enjoyable. We have fun with it. Do you are you um is this just your team or are you teamed up with someone on the Montreal Canadiens or anyone else in the league? Like uh, one of your buddies is playing with you, or is this just like a team fantasy football draft? No, this is just our team league. So we have uh, we have ten teams, and it's teams of two. Uh, my partner is Jeff Petrie. He's a he's a silent partner. He only gets involved when we're when we're on a losing streak like we are. <laughs> he, he gives me uh, full reins to have fun with it. We've we've won the league twice. Uh, we are we are pretty a pretty good team, but uh, right now it's it's heading the wrong direction. <laughs> I love how you're like, you're trying to sound so stoic about it, but I could hear in your voice there's slight panic, but you know what? I'm wishing you all the best. Uh, thanks. It means a lot. <laughs> well, you know what? The, the good news is the Montreal Canadiens are doing all right uh, to start the season. Uh, did you guys sort of have like a chip on your shoulder mentality going into the year, just considering the expectations for your team going into the new year? Um, I think a lot of players did individually. I think a lot of guys had years last year that they weren't uh, weren't happy about, and they came back this year. And 
and and never lost belief in themselves. I think a lot of other people did, but we've had belief that we have a lot of good players on this, on this team. Uh, we knew where we went wrong last year. We knew some things that we could correct. And the, the one thing we've done better is we've just worked harder. We've competed harder and we've kind of respected our structure a little bit more. And, and when you take care of those simple little details, uh, it leads to having more success. And then once you start winning games, uh, it's a feeling that, especially after a season we had last year where you're, you're losing so much, you don't want to stop having. So, uh, you know, you're willing to put in the work and it, it does take a lot of work, but when you're willing to put it in, it's it's a very rewarding feeling and that's what we're experiencing right now. And you've obviously, the some of the faces, uh, most notably your captain, uh, your former captain rather, not on the team anymore, Max Domi now on the team. Uh, Shea Weber will be returning to the team once he heals fully. So new faces, some shuffles there. Can you just talk about Max and what it's like having him on the team? Are you guys a bromance in training? What's your relationship with him like? A budding, a budding bromance yeah. perhaps? Yeah. Uh, well, well, I first, I... I first met him I guess I think it was three years ago at the world championships and uh we got along right away it was actually me him and uh Marshawn who hung out quite a bit uh we, we can't really have that friendly relationship with Marshy now but uh we had we had fun while we were over there playing you know you're together for five weeks so get to spend a lot of time together um you know we we enjoy competing against each other there's nobody I like beating more than Max but uh as competitive as he is he's a he's a tough guy to beat and uh, those are the guys you want on your team, and and he's added a little uh, a little compete to our our squad. He comes in he, with a with an attitude where he wants to have success. He's kind of gone through the same thing in Arizona, where you know he hasn't been in the playoffs all that much, and uh, he's coming to a team here where um, you know he's really enjoying playing in in front of the Montreal Canadian fans and playing in front of this atmosphere at the Bell Center every night. And, and I think he's thriving on it, and he's he's uh, definitely uh, done a good job for our group so far, and I think it's only going to continue throughout the year. Okay, hold on a second. So you, Domi, and Brad Marchand, not to be confused with Marchand, hung out. What was the over-under on the amount of chirps exchanged between the three of you, like, per hour? Uh, well, I mean, it's no secret. We're all pretty small guys. So most of the jokes being <laughs> thrown around were, were about how small the other guys were, uh, obviously ignoring how small we are ourselves. So. Uh, that's kind of continuing with domes. Um, it's it's the funniest thing when when small guys. We've heard it our whole lives. It's fun to get the chance to call someone else small for some reason. We enjoy it. And, uh, we had fun with it. Um, I think uh, you know, like I said, you spend five weeks together. There was there was a lot of chirping, uh, a lot of that going on. But I think everyone enjoyed it, and it was kind of fun to play with those guys for the first time. And, you know, not have to hate them for once. How on the ice, how hard is it, Brendan, for an opposing player to get under your skin? Like, honestly, does it take a lot or are you easily uh... Uh, for other players, for other players to get under my skin? It, it takes quite a bit. Um, usually <laughs> when I'm upset, I'm, I'm upset at myself. Uh, that's that's kind of when I I'll get frustrated or something. But I I kind of understand, uh, you know, what guys are trying to do to me, how they're going to react. So. I've I've pretty much heard everything. Um, it, it takes a lot to get under my skin. I I will say that. But it, when I I'll get frustrated during games, it's usually at myself or something that I'm doing hockey wise. Because I mean it's it is about winning games, and when you're when you're doing stuff that aren't contributing to the wins, I think that's when the frustration sets in. And how invested are you in the chirp game, Jackie? And I were just talking before you called. I, Jackie, you were saying that there was a player you can't remember who, but you said did research googled players about them so they can really get under their skin. How invested are you when it comes to uh, taunting your opponent? 
<laughs> well, I'm not very good at it. So I, <laughs> I just sit there. I, I take a lot. Um, I sit there and laugh. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is pretty enjoyable for me to listen to. I, uh, I, you never lose your sense of humor. So when guys say something funny, I'll laugh. Um, but it is what it is. Guys are gonna, guys are gonna get upset and say whatever they want. It, it, uh, it doesn't really have all that much effect on the game. So you sit there and laugh. For me personally, I just. I just sit there and enjoy it. Uh, that seems to get under guys or bug guys a little bit more, or rough guys the wrong way, which is fine. It's just kind of who I am. And, um, you know, I kind of enjoy that side of the game. I love your attitude about it. Like, fantasy football team going down the crapper. He's still smiling, starting trying to stay strong. <laughs> People chirping you. You're enjoying it. Like, you have a very positive attitude. Once One day when you retire, just be a, like a, a public speaker for positivity because you got some good stuff going on there. Um, I wanted to ask you, man, you posted on a picture. Uh, about the EA Sports graphic of yourself. It was very cool, but I don't know how I would feel if I saw myself as a, a simulation, a, a digital simulation, as a character video game uh, person. One, do you ever play yourself in EA Sports? And two, what did you think? How Did, did they do a good job representing Brennan Gallagher digitally? Uh, I, used to, I used to play those games. Not so much anymore uh, if I'm playing video games it's it's madden football or a little call of duty with the guys um but i thought they did a good job with me i was pretty pretty proud of it i don't know if, i don't know if you saw last year i i shaved my head and it did not look good i was just happy they gave me hair uh other than that i mean it was it was uh i thought i was pretty happy with it yeah, man, you look good. I'm looking at it right now. You look uh, really cool. It's really weird. I mean, for me, it'd be really weird seeing myself, but I'm, I'm glad you're happy with it. It looks really sick. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to I'm ask you. Gonna... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say nothing but positive reviews from my end. Because you're positive. You're freaking positive about <laughs> yeah, everything. You're Mr. It. Positivity over here. But uh, I wanted to ask you about Thomas Placanic. Um, I know he's still with you guys, but last year you posted on Instagram wishing him the best of luck, obviously, when he left the team for, for just like a cup of coffee. Um, and you said, really going to miss giving him advice and him clearly not listening to me. What kind of advice have you given uh, Mr. Placanitz? Or what advice has he given you? Uh, I've had uh, I've had a lot of fun playing with Plecky. Uh, he's he's someone that you got to get to know to really understand his personality. And um, we spend a lot of time playing cards on the plane. And uh, he's he's known as a pretty grumpy guy around the league. But when you can get him to laugh and get him to smile, it's uh, it's pretty enjoyable. And, um, he usually doesn't listen to a single word I tell him, which is might be for the best. And he he takes a lot of credit for for me as a player. So it's. Um, you know, getting the chance to play with him was, was That's uh, amazing. I've enjoyed it. That's so funny. He's like, I made you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> I think a lot of uh, a lot of other stuff. Definitely. Not. I'm just joking. My card playing is. Uh, I've been beating him a lot lately, and he uh, he takes credit for that. Um, that's something that uh, <laughs> I think he regrets. Hey, we won't take up too much more of your time. Just a couple more questions. But we had uh, Brandon Prust on the show last week, and he talked a lot about, you know, the difference playing in New York to playing in Montreal and what that was like. Um, and the opportunity to get to meet a lot of really cool people was something that came up with him. Who's the coolest person you've ever met because of your hockey career? Um, maybe GSP. Uh, he's around here. We see him all the time oh, here. Oh, yeah. Um, he's around here, but... 
uh, those guys are, are incredible what they do. I can't imagine the anxiety you have. I mean, I've been in, I've been in a, a handful of fights myself and the anxiety that goes through your body uh, when you're in one, you can't really control what's happening. You just kind of let your body go through it. And for those guys to, to do that for a living, I can't imagine what that's like. So it's, um, you know, any chance I get a chance to talk to him, I've, I've always thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is uh, GSP is obviously he's a, a legend, legend Canadian favorite, obviously from Montreal. So that makes it even sweeter. So that is a great, um, great answer and great celebrity to meet. We, Jackie's gonna wrap up the one, uh, the last question, but I've got one for you, which we ask all our guests when we don't forget. We forgot to ask Presty, but what is the emoji that you use the most? Uh, either it's probably just uh, the. I don't know what it is, the LOL, the crying face or the laughing out loud, yeah. crying, yeah. laughing face. It's an easy response, even when you're not really laughing all that hard. Um, <laughs> other than that. Okay, so if people get the laughing emoji from you, it might not necessarily mean that what they said is funny. You judge it by how many you send. If I send <laughs> one, it wasn't that funny. If I send a lot, it was pretty funny. Oh, my God. Just best answer. That right is there. so funny. Yeah. I'm now, whenever anyone sends me just a singular laughing emoji, I'm going to be like, oh, man, I'm not funny. Like, that wasn't funny. Uh, all right, before we let you go, you're probably not going to tell us, but uh, what are you going to dress up for for Halloween? Uh, I, I I just got it today, and I cannot tell you it is. Um, it is not something my my parents would be all that proud of seeing me. So I'm gonna hide. I'm gonna wear it. Uh, probably have to change halfway through the night. But Arturi Lekinen went and talked me into it in our costume together. It's uh, it'll get a couple laughs, but it'll be embarrassing, and I will uh, I will not be sharing that. Okay, so it's going to get more than one laughing emoji between teammates, but uh, we can't be a part. We can't be a part of that inside joke. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I am not prepared to share that. All right, well, listen. Thank you for joining us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your dinner. Yeah, Thanks you for taking awesome. some time to talk to us, and uh, good luck uh, getting your fantasy team back on track. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Brendan Gallagher, what a good guy. But speaking of Halloween, I find Halloween to be one of the most stressful events of the year. I honestly get legitimate anxiety trying to come up with a costume and I never come up with one. Like so wait, I you never... just don't go you just don't get dressed up then? No, I do. I mean I don't come up with a good one. I oh. come up okay, with a what... crappy costume. What was last year's? I don't even want to say it. It's embarrassing. Is it on the internet? No. Oh, okay. What was it? I don't think so. In fairness, in fairness, I had just moved to New York, so I had no friends. I didn't know anybody. And then people at work invited me to a Halloween party Mm -hmm. last minute. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't expecting to get invited because I didn't know anyone, but obviously it was a sympathy invite, but they invited me Mm -hmm. and it was a few days before Halloween. And I was like, I, what am I going to do? And I went to the Halloween store in Hoboken, New Jersey. And I looked at every freaking costume in there. And I was like, ugh, like I hate all of it. So I stupidly bought cat ears. And ah, I, the cat. And I know, I mean, what are we, what are you going to do? A hashtag basic. But I did in fairness, draw, well, I was actually like kind of a cheetah. I did draw like a cheetah print onto my face mm-hmm. to try to spice it up a little at least it was okay. terrible probably <laughs> the was, worst costume I've ever had mine was really bad as well very basic and it started out as such a good idea and I actually really don't like when girls go as like the sexy blank like I hate it I think it's such a cop out and it's so lame but I did 
end up looking just exactly like that. And it what was, was really- the costume? Okay, so I bought yellow face paint and a yellow. Oh no. I was going to buy a yellow like bob wig and I found these sunglasses that were shaped as a heart and I was going to go all yellow and like hearts in the eye emoji and I found the sunglasses and I was like perfect that's all I need I need a big like red lipstick a smile hearts in the eyes yellow wig yellow face paint boom I'm in but because I got the glasses I was like I don't like everything else is going to be easy to find no it was not near the end of Halloween so the only wig I could get was purple then I didn't want to do purple and yellow face paint and I found no yellow clothing so I went like purple with red clothing I just looked like a stupid in a dress like you looked like a rave star yeah I looked like an idiot and I hated it everyone's (laughs) like what are you for Halloween I was like oh I don't want to answer this so agreed it is kind of stressful but shall we talk well I so I mentioned to you off the top that I went to see Pretty Woman, the musical. Yeah. And it made me want to dress up as Pretty Woman for Halloween, which is like a skanky costume, depending mm. on which look you go for. But I want to do it because I just love that movie. Go for the mom jean look when she's like on the stairs or something. I That's the only or thing I Or I could do remember. the opera look with like the white gloves and oh, the yeah. opera glasses. Yeah. 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 I could do I that like, too. I so like. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, should we judge some hockey player Halloween costumes? Which, by the way, I know because of the schedule, you'd rather have a Halloween party than not. But doing it so early trips me out. I don't like it. But whatever. What are you going to do? I honestly have to give it up to hockey players always have really good costumes granted they have a lot of money so they could just Uh, get the most legit costumes ever or they could hire someone to make them exactly what they want but they always have good costumes my favorite one last year and I can't remember exactly who it was on the Preds but someone on the Preds went as an autograph seeker and they were standing outside the bar where the Preds have their Halloween costume party and was asking the players for autographs to see if they would recognize him and PK Subban recorded the whole thing and like some people didn't even know who he was and he was asking them to sign pictures and stuff that's an amazing costume and uh actually I don't like costumes that are bought head to toe where you're like I'm buying the the piece so I don't know whatever the hell I, I can't think of an example but where you just buy it and it's done and you just put it on I think Halloween should be all about creativity and making it face painting like crafts art whatever and the more homemade the more handmade the better obviously Eric and uh, Melinda Carlson always go all effing out they have crazy costumes but uh you didn't like McDavid's right you said it was you thought it was creepy no, I what I literally wait. Never maybe our said producer Sarah words. did Sarah say that? Oh yeah, Sarah's like yeah, I said that. Never mind. Yeah, Sorry. that was I was like, what the hell are Sorry. you talking about? <laughs> Wrong. I actually person. said that it was really good because I could not tell that it was McDavid. Oh, anytime you, for in my books, you throw out a Simpsons reference, and that was a very homemade one, too. Like, he got something to make him look bald, face paint, Okay, all that, that wasn't homemade, though. Like, he got a professional to cover up his hair and get him bald. Oh, come on. Okay, no, good, good point, but my example works here. <laughs> no, no, my example works. It's like, if he got a Homer mask and just a Homer costume, those are the kind of costumes I think are crap. Right. It's like, right. you know, They're that like was like... Exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. was, I liked McDavid's too. You're right. You Can't know who's I really him? liked? Who? I liked Matt Duchesne with his wife because yeah. they announced their pregnancy with a little baby skeleton. That yes. Cute. Yeah. Super that was cute. very cute. What did you think of the um, Dallas Stars and Mario Kart? I thought that was a good idea. I thought it was clever that it was the three members of their line that did it together. So it was like a couple's costume for yeah. teammates, basically. <laughs> So I thought 
that was cool. But I did say like my instant reaction was like, they better have had banana peels to like toss out the back of their car. Otherwise, it's a missed opportunity if they did not have banana peels. To that is so good. That is a good point. Because that's not Mario say- Kart without the banana peels. Wait, do you say Mario or Mario Kart? You just said Mario. Mario, Mario, whatever. I'm not Italian. I can say it how I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest line ever. You're so right. You tomato, can't tomato. But it is Mario, I think. Mario. Mario. It's Mario. Um, yo, but I, I say love, Mario all the time. I like the costume, but I do feel it like it's kind of overdone. It's like being a witch for Halloween. Like being Mario, Mario for Halloween. Mario Kart? Yeah, it's just like, okay, Mario. I've seen how many Mario and Luigi's have you seen? I'm a, I'm I would over. agree with you, except they had their little cars and it was yeah. all like they're all in a line. Except, like I said, I don't support it unless they had banana peels. What are you going to do? You know what you're going to be for Halloween? I don't think I'm going to dress up. I think I'm going to oh, skip wah, wah, wah. the event. Well, I think I work the next day my usual hellish hours. So do hours. I. No, no, no. Oh, not your hella showers, though. No, that's true. Uh, The 3 a.m. So I don't think I'll be going out. I work all weekend of the Halloween party, so I won't be going out. So I'm boring AF. But uh, I don't know. I'll probably (laughs) like hand candy. I think think our listeners should, when they are out at their Halloween parties, they should send us their Halloween costume pictures and we can use the hashtag jack and soap and we can kind of yes we can pick our top three jack and soap viewer costumes maybe yes i think let's that'd be do cool. that good idea jackie and actually if you're listening now you have any suggestions for me please send them to me i think jackie's wait do you have one no you i'll take oh, yeah. suggestions i'll take suggestions, suggestions for sure but i don't want to dress up as like a genie or anything like i yeah. either want to dress up as a character or something really creative but we are out of time for this yeah Goodbye. episode but thank you guys for you are the weakest link goodbye (laughs) Um, but you know what we're out of time but thank you for listening send us your costumes also send us your questions comments concerns all that stuff use the hashtag jack and soap and of course if you enjoyed the pod as the cool kids would say give us a five-star rating or thumbs up or whatever the heck you do and uh make sure you subscribe and we'll see you next week And thank you for everyone who's done that. I've been reading some of the comments and the feedback. And on Twitter, too, we're getting it and Instagram. And it's so freaking nice to hear from you people. So thank you for everyone who's rated and keeps listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.